Welcome to Down in the Den, the best platform for creatives on Al Gore's internet. And as always, it's your boy, Mars. And joining me in the den right now, none other than rapper, DJ, singer, songwriter, all the slashes in one. Welcome to the den, the charismatic Von T. Von, welcome to the den, sir, how life is treating you. Yo, what's going on, man? I'm glad to be part of the damn. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm blessed to be here, you know what I'm saying, on this gloomy day out here in Georgia, out here in uh, Augusta Grovetown area, man. I'm glad to be here with you. Was good. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, man. You are super unique, man. I've been looking at your work, looking at your style. You're a star for sure, man. And that's one thing that we always gravitate to, stars, people that we know that have the whole package. Another tradition here, I'm a big comic book geek, man. I grew up learning how to read, looking at the Marvel comic books. It took me to a whole nother zone. And I always say every hero, every villain has an origin story, something that made them who they are today. What is Von T's origin story? How did you go from the civilian life to where you are right now? Well, I mean, I've always kind of jumped in and out of entertainment. Ever since I was ever since I was younger, I mean, I, I uh, I've been in the scene playing extras in movies. Um, you know, I did the DJ and stuff for a while, uh, producing beats, a uh, producer uh, and stuff like that behind the scenes. Uh, but then I decided, you know, what I'm saying like I was like I got everything that I need to get my stuff together, and I, music is really a, a huge calling for me, and I wanted to do that. I wanted to go forward with music because like I'm an active duty military soldier right now. You know, I'm active duty. I've been in for 18 years. But, you know, I was thinking like, OK, I've been in 18 years now. When I started, I was at about 15, 16 years. And I was thinking, OK, I got like all these years in the military, you know, um, not going to be in the military forever. I want to do something else. I want to, you know, kind of move forward with my dream. I never pushed this off to the side. I just kind of moved it away for a minute and focused a little bit on the military. The situation that happened was. I was thinking that I was gonna have a little bit more time to play with, with my music career and everything like that. Thinking I would have more time to develop as an artist and as a as an individual. That didn't happen. Um, I only had three tracks before I found myself standing on the red carpet. You know, what I'm saying in the military, uh, pretty much. You know, telling me that you know what I'm doing, making hip hop music is wrong. Uh, and so that's what actually started to like reignite my fire to keep going and doing what I'm doing because I knew that what they were saying was wrong. Uh, and they actually, you know what I'm saying? I guess you could, you could really say like the origin story behind the beast, you know what I'm saying? Behind the machine is really like they put that fire underneath me to keep me going because I knew that uh, I was on to something and I wasn't going to let them stop that. I wasn't going to let them burn that out. Man. Now that that's really unique. And first of all, man, thank you for your service, man. A lot of people don't have the guts and stones to go out there and put their life on the line. So first of all, let me say thank you for your service. But that's got to be almost heartbreaking for something that you've dedicated 18 years of your adult life to tell you that your passion, it's almost like a parent telling you, you can't do something. You know, how did that make you feel? I, I know that had to be very disheartening being a soldier for so long and then u.s army correct yeah yeah and, th and then them telling you hey you would think they would salute your passion being one of them so how did that make you feel was it something that was just challenging or something that was really like emotional for you i mean it was a, it was a shock at first 
Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, it was a shock at first just because, uh, like you said, you know, I dedicated so much time to the military, to the armed services, to this country. Uh, for somebody to double back and tell me that my passion is unpatriotic, that somehow what I'm doing is not American, that what I'm doing is wrong, uh, when at any given moment you can turn on the TV, all right? You can turn it on a commercial. You can turn it on any program that's on. And I challenge anybody to do it today. You can just sit down. I mean, not even, not even 30 minutes will pass. And I guarantee you that the music that's playing in the background of whatever commercial that's playing is our music. It's our culture's music that's playing in the background. Always. 100% all the time. So there's no way that they were going to be able to sit there and tell me to my face as a man, man to man, uh, to stop doing what I'm doing. That what I'm doing is... is uh, unpatriotic, you know, unbecoming of what I'm, I'm a military officer. I'm an, I'm an officer, uh, you know, unbecoming of an officer. I just wasn't going to accept that. So it was, it was a big blow, you know, and even now to this day, like with me still being active duty, I still have moments of breakdown. You know, I still have moments of disbelief and everything like that. But then immediately that disbelief turns into anger and rage. And then it, it, it gives me a driving force to keep going forward. Like, uh, I tell anybody who I talk to about my situation, which is definitely growing uh, and all the followers and the fans and, and, and everybody who's who's doing their part uh, to promote us as a, as, as a race, as, as an individual. You know, um, I tell them all the time, you know, I'm not going to stop uh, fighting. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. The only way that you're going to stop me is you got to kill me. You know, I'm a soldier through and through, like through my heart. So, I mean, uh, when I joined the military, I didn't join uh, because I was pledging allegiance to, you know what I'm saying, a president or the United States or whatever like that. I was pledging allegiance to justice and doing what was right. And what I feel like what I'm doing is right. That's what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep going for it. You know what I'm saying? Big facts. And nothing's more American than hip hop. It was born, bred right here in the streets of America. So if you're going to say something unpatriotic that was born and bred here in America, you're already off kilter. So. I appreciate you standing up and being a soldier through and through, not just literally a soldier, but soldier in mind and spirit. So I salute that for sure, for sure. Now, you're born on the West Coast, but representing Georgia, correct? That's correct. Now, Georgia, I would probably say for the last 20 years have probably run the music scene, maybe longer, maybe longer. How's that influence you being an artist, being a creative, being surrounded by so much great music, great talent, great art, not just music, but just great art in that state is I always refer to it as a new Wakanda like Georgia's for me for black culture is the new Wakanda. How, how's that influenced you or inspired you growing up there and, and being surrounded by that for so long. I would say I'm the, I'm the wild card when it comes to music. Uh, I'm that artist that somebody would listen to and they'd be like, I don't, I don't wanna like him, but I like him. And I don't know, I don't know why, because you know saying, uh, they, they say they don't know why, but I can tell you this about the South, like down here, like living down here, South, South fucks with South music. They play music uh, that is generally uh, a down South feel. And for me, uh, also being a West Coast artist and then adding on top of that, 
not having a local background because my music never started locally. My career was was 100% born on the internet. Uh, people from overseas were following my music way before America even knew who Von T was. Uh, you know, it, it, it just, uh, it shocks some people sometimes, definitely in the South because, okay, I can get on your level and I can make, uh, I can make rap and trap and I do make rap and trap, but then I also make EDM and I make retro and I make rock and roll and I make, uh, you know, I, I just jump in and out of genres and I really just don't have a boundary. Uh, and because my audience was born online, I really don't have a set, uh, a set audience I'm trying to cater to. And so for me, like that really just opens my doors like really wide. It, it actually makes me really dangerous because and then after that, I can move around wherever I want to go. And I do move around wherever I want to go. I just came back from Virginia, rocked a show in Virginia, uh, been in California multiple times, rock shows in California. Then I turn right around and come here and rock shows in Georgia. Uh, and then before coronavirus hit big, I was supposed to go to Indonesia and Africa to do shows. I already got my shots and passports and everything like that. So, you know, trying to show love to the people who actually uh, were showing love to me when, you know, when the local artist or, or an artist is, is just getting out there and they're trying to get heard, they get their music out there. You know, you're going to get a lot of hate. A lot of people are going to be like, ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't mess with that. Well, I don't really necessarily say I can have that because every radio show that I've ever entered in, uh, you know, like because I'm born on the internet, I know how to work all these apps. I know how to I know how to let my fans know what's going on, and wherever whatever situation was going on, my music is playing, and they right there, uh, promoting them and, and, and you know showing their love and supporting people. Like who, where are all these hundred forty two hundred people come from? You know that's because uh, that's where artists nowadays in 2021 should be thinking. So uh, I would say this, you know. The South has definitely showed me that it it, it is a it's 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 a it's a grind it's it's a grind out here. You know, what I'm saying like these these artists, you know, what I'm saying they work hard, but they also they also play hard. You know, what I'm saying so it's all about who you know out here. You know, trying to get somebody who really messes with your music, not not opposed to how they really feel about it, but what what it can do as far as numbers wise for whatever platform or event that they got that's going on, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I come I, uh, overcome all of that with uh, with everything else that I got that's going on uh, with me as an individual and an artist and my whole style in in, uh, in particular. So, now one of our big themes here is purpose, passion, and plan, and it definitely sounds like you have all three in spades, and that and that's a fantastic answer. And we're a multi-genre; we don't just do hip hop. We have rock here. We have everyone because it's always have a question about what's on your iPod right now. What would surprise you if someone took your iPod and I love it as you can probably see by the background I'm a big EDM yeah you you've probably seen me at many of festivals and don't even know if you see the weird bearded guy with glitter in his beard that's me so I, I think that's super dope you having that diversity to be able to walk in any lanes because good music is just good music I hate the term genre because I, I, I feel that pigeonholes people and put people in boxes that I feel creatives should always have the free space to explore whatever they're feeling at the time. That's why one of my favorite icons is Snoop. Snoop will go and do a country album. Snoop will do a gospel album. Snoop will do a Rasta album. Snoop will do some West Coast G shit. Snoop will do, mm -hmm. you know, I've heard them on tracks of East Coast rappers. And that diversity allows you to be here for a long, long time. So I salute that big time. Now, one of your iconic aspects about your performance, and I, and I love the performer and artist, 
is the helmets. Where did that come from? Where, where as a superhero, I, I think I know, but but I noticed you always have some dope headgear. What inspired that? Where did that come from? Um, well, my helmet really, uh, you know, and I have it right here in my background. Uh, I, I recently just, I recently just got, uh, I recently just got my helmet re-imaged. I had it uh, recreated in my own image from a uh, creator out in Thailand. Uh, and, uh, you know, my helmet is really just my other side. Uh, I feel like everybody has two sides to them. It's my B side. Uh, my go mode, you know, I feel like uh, uh, I can't go any further as a human, as a man. Uh, I got another side. Like for most people who don't know, you know me, I'm all messed up in the head. Like I'm, I'm you know, I'm fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I got like, uh, you know, split personalities and everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I manage that shit well. I manage it well. Uh, my helmet is my other side. You know, it's my best friend, my, my confidant, you know, anything like that. My alter ego. And everything like that so uh like really that's where it came from and and really when i want to try to capitalize any character and i know there's a lot of characters on marvel and dc and in anime you know that's stronger than the one that that i have uh kind of hinted at towards in, in you know my image but when it comes to trying to depict what i'm trying to get people to understand about two sides i don't think there's any character in comics right now they can depict that any better than the character Venom. I just don't feel like people understand uh, that that character in itself, everybody has a Venom in them. I think everybody has that other side where you sit down and you have these, com I mean, we do it every day. People have conversations about what they should do right or wrong. You know, the only thing that the comic character did is bring it out to something that you can actually see and show that a person is talking to it. But we all have that same fight in us every day. Only thing I did with my helmet is I brought that shit out in the music. So I want you to see that there's a there there is there is two sides. This this is not just a one sided story. You know, uh, me and my other side, like we definitely uh, move forward together, hand and foot in this in this uh, in this uh, venture that we're going down right now. And, and that and that's what I thought. And that's what I thought. You know, seeing the imagery, I was like, okay, I know where he's going with this. And you're you're absolutely right. You know, and we've talked to some healers, and they call it our shadow selves or but we all do, you know, be it the, you know, the ego versus our inner self. We have a side that's our inner child. We have a side that's a monster. So, you know, it's really how we channel that and make those work together. I always tell people I connected as a young kid growing up, looking at the old Bill Bitsby, Lou Ferrigno Hulk, even though the special effects are trash and it was just a buff dude in green paint. You know, the don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. That was always something that I channeled growing up and I was able to do it in my art and my, and, you know, being a creative. So I, I love that, man. I vibe with that. I rock with that 100%. Now, you experienced something that very few will, period, in the music industry, having a viral moment right off the bat. Um, and right off the bat, right pre-pandemic 2019, you had a viral moment. You had your song, uh, Turn Off the Lights, Go Viral. How was that instant influx of attention, like overnight? How, how was that for your psyche? How was that for your inner venom? And where was the positives? And was there any negatives that you would like to do again if you had that opportunity to restart? Well, well first I would say if everything that I would, everything that I'd have done right now up to this point uh if i had the second chance uh be it that it's it's been vetted through a second opinion there's my other side i would do it the same way uh 
this is this was inevitably going to happen regardless of whatever I did. Um, uh, this is just this is just destiny and, and fate playing its part. Uh, I always tell people all the time, like in, in my music career and what I'm after, like I am not the one driving this train. Uh, what's going on with me? I can't make myself be important if I'm not. Uh, so I, I can't control what happens. Um, and with that being said, um, when that situation happened, it was definitely unexpected. I was still definitely engrossed in my military career, still doing what I was doing and was just doing music off on the side, you know, something that I thought that was going to manifest itself over time. Just looking at uh, traditional track records of artists who try to get themselves out there, uh, knowing that it's a, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You should be in it for the long run. If this is something you want to do, just realize you're not going to blow up overnight and just stay continuing with your process and everything will be good. So that's what I did. Uh, but when I found out that my single was, uh, was my, my video was, was on world star and it started to rack up a lot of views. At first I was like, okay, like, dang, that's, that's, uh, you know saying that's, that's what's up. And then I was like, like, uh, like a light went off in my head and I was like, oh shit, this is going to be a problem. And I said that because I was like, okay, military already knows I've been doing music. They know that this is a hobby. I've already dropped like two tracks. I did one video for one of them before that. And uh, it was like a hood video shot with a cell phone called The Plug. It didn't really do that much numbers. It got like 7,000 views on YouTube. Nothing, nothing big, nothing like that. And it was like straight. So I was like, all right, it's good. But when I started to see this one and it got hit on Worldstar, I was just like, Already in my, 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 you know what I'm saying, my mindset, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to probably be a point of contention for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not because I feel like I'm doing anything bad, but just because I know that if I'm getting this kind of attention, then eventually, uh, if it's got these kind of views, then people who are service members are going to see it. And then if people who are service members are going to see it, eventually this is going to run across the eyes of somebody who's racist or discriminatory. And then eventually that's going to circle back to me and I'm going to be in a whole situation. And when I said that two days later, got a message on Facebook from somebody who was one of my, you know, outranking officers, you know what I'm saying? In the military, uh, he was just like, yo, I saw your video, turn off the lights. It's dope. And, you know, where most people would be like, thank you, bro. Like, thank you, fam. I appreciate that. That's cool. The only thing I'm thinking in my head is that if he saw it, everybody saw it. Right. That's the only thing that I was thinking. And I was like, okay, if he saw it and he went out of his way to send me a message on Facebook, it's only going to be a matter of time before Big Boss sees it. And then if he if, if he's a racist or if he's not, like, I'm going to end up in his office and I'm going to have to have a conversation about this. And sure enough, about four days, about four days later, I found myself, you know, what I'm saying defending my music, uh, which I, I planned on defending it. I planned on defending it. I already knew that's what I was going to have to do. Uh, and that's what I did. Uh, and it was just it was it was a surreal moment, you know, what I'm saying to see that happen. Uh, so my 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 uh, my satisfaction and my gratification coming from seeing my single on world star was short-lived because after that shortly after that like i found myself in a in a in a in a battle that has lasted for now you know going on three years you know what i'm saying on this on this uh, on this road so well, please continue to fight because your art is definitely giving us what we need man it, your energy is infectious and it's something that i really helm when i'm looking at artists that we want to work with 
in our den nation. We want unique artists. I don't want to see 17 little babies. I can't do it. You know, we, we need artists that are giving something back to the ecosystem. And, and so I salute you for that 100%. Now, you're not only a soldier, figuratively and literally, you're not only a, an incredible artist, DJ, you're a businessman. You, you, you run your own independent uh, label, uh, symbiotic music, shout out to Venom again. How do you find that balance for being a talent and a businessman? Because a lot of artists that we talk to, uh, independent, signed to majors, whatever it may be, the business side, they really hate that part uh, because it can be a very almost, I hate to say it, but almost a pimp and hoe relationship in the music industry. It's very archaic on the way that they try to balance the pay structure and things of that nature. How do you find that balance being an independent artist, but also a businessman? I would say, like, for my advice, like, if an artist don't want to feel like he's a hoe and he want to feel like he's a pimp, you should learn the business part of it. If you want to take control over your own career, you should learn the business part of it because what you are doing, you know what I'm saying, is a business. You are investing in yourself and selling yourself to the public media. And if you don't know how to manage that, somebody's going to manage that for you. And if somebody manages that for you, they're going to tax that ass. And when they tax that ass, that's just like a whole getting taxed by a pimp on the street. And, and even though there is a relationship that you will have to build outside of yourself to make it farther in this music industry, that's not a lie. I think any artist that has made it to any level has a story of a bad business deal that sure. they have done or something, some kind of door they had to kick down or deal with somebody that they didn't really want to deal with or shouldn't have dealt with. Um, the fact that you've taken the initiative to at least learn a little bit about this industry and about where you want to go with your career will pay massive dividends in how far you are going to make it in this industry and trying to capitalize on your budget because that's the name of the game. At the end of the day, you know, you want to get your name known, but at the same time, you want to get a little change in this while you at it. You know what I'm saying? You want to leave your mark on this earth when you leave, but for at the same time, like you want to try to gain a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of a, a monetization, if we will. You know, you want to get you want to get a little bit of something out of this while you're, you know, on the road, you know, that's taxing on your body. You know, you're putting yourself out there. You are selling yourself, you know, like uh, just the same thing like Coca-Cola or anybody else is selling a business like you are selling your business. Your name is your business. And I feel like uh, you just got to really just I would say you don't have to know everything, but we live in a time of the age of the Internet. And like I pride myself on saying, like my career being born on the Internet, uh, it's free. It's out there. You can jump on it in any local library, on anybody's cell phone. If anybody is trying to sell you something, if anybody's trying to uh, talk to you about anything, unlike what it was, I'm an 80s baby, unlike what it was when we were coming up, you know what I'm saying? The internet wasn't that, that freely accessible like it is now. If you got a question about something now, you don't even have to use Google. You can just go to reviews. You can just, you can just do a quick search and you can find out. You know what I'm saying? If somebody is for real or not about what they're saying they can or cannot do, there should be no excuses in 2021 moving forward for an artist to be able to really just kind of understand this industry and how the and how this is a, a, a you know what I'm saying, a, a, a dog-eat-dog kind of game. Like I tell, I told one artist, 
You know what I'm saying? In this game, you know, no shots out to Tina Turner. Hey, but I said, hey, in this game, like, you either going to be Ike or you're going to eat the cake. It's, it's, either one of, it's either one or the other, you know what I'm saying? It's one or the other, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be Ike or you're going to eat the cake. You know, which one are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So you got to do your research, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of gimmicks and scams out there, but I think that a lot of that can just be, you know what I'm saying, circumvented that people just didn't think of everybody as their friend and, and just do your, re- you can do your research, you know, it only takes like four or five minutes to do research on something. So. And post, can we get myth? Can we get that sound bite from message when this comes up? Yes. Cause that's a word and, and that's a message. And that's one thing I built this platform because I saw so many young artists coming. I'm in the eighties baby like yourself. So I grew up seeing the bad boys and the the cash monies and all of these people and even recently meek mill crying about their record deals in 2021 which is cadillac records that movie was about the 50s and during the motown era so what you're saying is a message just because you're creative doesn't mean you have to let someone ruin your business side and take your passion and love away learn how to monetize because one thing that we all have that no one has is that it's only one us we're unique so if we can find out and there's eight billion people on this planet all you need is a hundred thousand to become a millionaire <laughs> you get a hundred thousand people <laughs> rock with you that, that's all you need baby there's a hundred thousand people and it's eight billion so you're you're gonna find a hundred thousand people that like you if you know your business learn how to monetize yourself so yeah put the message soundbite that's what i want perfect man that that is awesome and i i love hearing that you know that it can be a pimp and hoe relationship so you know you want to be the pimp you want to be the hoe you got to be one you know do the one that's more beneficial for you now you've also released a new song take me away which is making waves right now how did that song come about tell us about the the creative process of making that one. Oh uh, yeah when i made that one you know uh like i said i, I don't have boundaries uh, I'm not tied to any any one entity specifically. I'm not tied to, to to any organization or anything. So when I made Take Me Away, uh, like really I was reflecting on a lot of stuff that I went through, you know, that I'm going through uh, with the military. And then I also reflected at us as a nation, us as a, as a race, us as a culture. And, and I just really wanted to address that in a different way that other artists have not because i know like we could turn on the radio and it doesn't matter what state or what region you in you know you hear the main four topics you know money cars clothes holes those are the, those are the four topics you know what i'm saying that's what you hear uh so i just wanted to really you know saying there's there's other topics out there that you know artists that can create you know that that can be really dope that can really promote our image and us as a people a little better than what we've been doing. Uh, now, I don't want that to be misconstrued with people that are thinking that, you know what I'm saying, my kindness is weakness because I'm on my shit like all, all day. Like when I go places, I got my security, I got my heat on me, everything, you know, we good. Like we, we move just like that. But at the same time, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to go that route, but I will if I have to. But at the same time, like uh, that shouldn't be the only thing that we promote. You know what I'm saying? That shouldn't be the only thing that we push as a culture, you know, especially if we want the world the on the worldwide stage to take us as African Americans and as a culture seriously, like we need to move past that. It's okay to talk about some of that. Sometimes if somebody approaches you the wrong way, but we definitely shouldn't be trying to promote um, taking taking one another's lives 
of our own of our own kind. You know, what I'm saying let's talk about the oppressors and people. You know, what I'm saying that has kept us in this uh, endless cycle for a long period of time. So that's kind of like where that came from. Knowing that I'm going through my own oppressionary battle. You know, what I'm saying with uh, the biggest gang in America right now, currently part of it. You know, what I'm saying, but uh, but I took a stand. You know, what I'm saying against that, against my oppressors. And I feel like we can do the same thing uh, if we just stand up for each other, you know what I'm saying? And just trying to, just kind of, you know, help promote, kind of help promote each other more, more, a little bit more, not not hundred percent positive because a lot of, some of my shit ain't positive either, but a little bit more positive than where we at right now. That's all I'm saying, so. Absolutely. And one thing, you know, about the EDM culture that I think hip hop can embrace uh, even more, it's just the, the peace, love, unity, and respect, you know, and sometimes you have to go left. That's just life, but we should never lead with that. It should be reactionary, not just this is what we want to be because, you know, we're a beautiful culture that's not monolith. And I love artists like yourself that's given us that other side that shows that we are not just one thing. We can be everything at once or we can be whatever we want to be. So I appreciate that. So, brother, it has been a blast getting to know about your success, getting to know about your trials, your tribulations. What do you have in the pike? Let the den mates know what Von T has going on, what they can look for the rest of the year and going into 2022 and even more. What's on your plate? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still moving forward. There's a lot of big movements. Uh, shout out to uh, a lot of the people who are in my corner. My label, of course you know, uh, Symbiotic Music on Instagram is official, Symbiotic Music, uh, CPTV, LaShawn the Boisterous, CPTV, they have definitely been champion for a brother. Uh, 10 Karat presents 10 Karat on Facebook, and then my management team is G-Man ENT, G-Man Entertainment out of Virginia, uh, which I had the pleasure to be able to perform out in their state for the first time when I went out there. Um, so I do want to give a shout out to the, the individuals on my team that that really do push and believe in what I'm what I'm what I'm after, uh, which is why my my album is called Music Is. Uh, when people listen to my album, you'll listen. There's a lot of hip hop on there, but that's just setting up for the sequel. As we know that we doing movies, I'm just setting up the sequel because I feel like music is everything. And in 2022, there's a lot of projects that I'm working on outside of the genre of hip hop. Uh, so from, you know, there's going to be a lot of different sounds. I'm, I'm tapping into all these different genres. I've been doing it, uh, without the album, you know, just on individual singles. Uh, but that's what 2022 is bringing. Um, 2022 is also bringing, uh, some tracks that I'm working with. We got like some stuff in the works. I'm trying to get one locked in with, uh, with, uh, the rapper Travis Scott. Uh, we still got that in the works. That's, that's coming up. I uh, already released the one with uh, Ty Dolla Sign. And uh, so I got the one I'm working with Travis Scott. There's another dope artist, two-time Grammy winning artist out in California named Timothy Bloom. That's already in the chamber. We got a track called Anything For You. A lot of people who've seen me perform, they see me perform that at the end of my, at the end of my, uh, my set uh, in their city or in their state. I've already performed that. That is dropping next year in 2022. Uh, as soon as I get those dates solidified, like people are going to know that that's anything for you with Timothy Bloom. And then also uh, G-Man ENT, some kind of in-house artist uh, track that we're working on, one of my own. Uh, I'm going to put some of those artists on. He has a lot of dope artists out there in Virginia and uh, in, in G-Man Entertainment, and we're working on that. And then uh, just moving forward, 
you know what I'm saying, for people who want to track whatever's going on. I got my next show that's coming up in Louisiana. It's going to be a live show performance. It's a tour opening up for Young Bleed uh, out there in Louisiana. It's got a lot of artists that are going to be out there. Uh, CPTV going to be on ground. G-Man ENT is going to be on ground. Symbiotic Music is going to be on town, uh, be on ground. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, they can they can definitely find those or they can DM me and get those. Uh, but that's where the next show is going to be at. That is going to take place on November 20th. Uh, that is going to be in Louisiana. They can get the exact address if they are interested in going to the show. And like I said, outside of Young Bleed being there, there's going to be a lot of other artists that are going to be there. I was just blessed to have that opportunity to, to be approached and say, hey, you, you know, would you be interested in opening up for this, you know, for this, this artist? You know, I checked them out. He's pretty hot. And they paying. So I was like, yeah, where the money at? I'm going to be there. So let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> Man, your hard work is definitely paying off. Your talent is definitely paying off. And I can't wait to see and salute and welcome you to the Den Nation, the Den community, Den Mates. Now, you're about to get your Den Mate stamp. It's kind of an honor for all the artists that we have in here. Because we're a community, man. We're a family. We salute. We support each other. It's all about the network. But you have to earn it. So we have a little game for you. A little game for you to play. It's real simple. And you drew musical Mount Rushmore. So that's your game. This is a very simple game. The aliens have attacked us. They want to destroy our damn planet. And the only way that they're going to allow us as a human race to live is that you have to give them four undisputed, super dope artists that's going on the musical Mount Rushmore. They need four. They can be from any genre. They can be dead or alive. But these are four artists that if you give to these aliens, they'll hear this music and they say, you know what? The human species is worth saving. Von T, who goes on your musical Mount Rushmore? Four come off the top of my head. Two of them alive. Two of them did. First off, I got to put Michael Jackson on there. I would be remiss if I did not put Michael J on that list. Second of all, if not a runner up or his, 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 you know, his counterpart would be Prince. Got to put Prince on there. Listen to Prince. You listen to Michael J. Hey, you straight. Those are the two dead ones. The two live ones that I would have to say is absolutely our first hip hop billionaire, which is Jay-Z. Got to put Jay-Z on there. Got to put Jay on there and shout out to Dre. And then the person who is leading, leading in pretty much everything musical right now, you know, whether you like the dude or not, or whether you agree with his music or not, would definitely be my man Drizzy Drake. Drake got to be on that list. Uh, Drake alone, <laughs> Drake alone is, is a force to be reckoned with, whether you like the man or not. Like he, he, he is what it is. Like, uh, so it'd be definitely be the two alive, Jay-Z and Drake, Princeton and, and Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jackson. Like they, they would definitely be the four in my, in my pick, my opinion. Well, good news, man. We are safe. As a planet, they, they've just sent me the message. They said, you know what? They're going to let us slide. Keep it up. That's a hell of a top four, man. That is a hell of a musical Mount Rushmore. I love when I hear MJ and Drake's on a run like I haven't seen. And I've been hip-hop for... My brother was significantly older than me, so when most kids was listening to music uh, like Wheels on the Bus, I was listening to N.W.A. Drake's on a run that I haven't seen 
in my lifetime where someone's still making number one. So salute, man. That and then of course Prince and MJ is a is is a god. So yeah, man. Yes. That's magical. That's official. Like a referee referee with a whistle. You get the stamp. (laughs) You get the stamp, brother. You get the stamp. So Von T, man, it's been a pleasure getting to know you, getting to chat with you, getting to talk about everything. Your art is magnificent and I salute and respect that. We're going to be making sure we're we're pumping out and, and just promoting everything you have. That's what we do on the den. We're a family. Let the world know one more time your social media, where they can find you. And uh, and that'll be it. Yo, yeah. So, you know, everybody can find me at uh, K-O-V-U-1278. Uh, you can type it in Google or you can put it on any social media platform. I'll pop up. You, you hear me say it at the beginning of my songs all the time. That has a whole separate meaning. We'll get into that at a later date. But KOVU1278, K-O-V-U-1278, R. You know, if you don't want to type that in, just put Von-T. Don't forget the dash, V-O-N-T, uh, on any platform. I'm on everything. Uh, I'm out there. You know, I love everybody who uh, follows and supports. And I, I definitely try to at least... Uh, take time out. If you do send me a message or if you do write, I do try to respond back to everybody. I don't catch all of them and I apologize, but it's not because I'm ignoring uh, anybody's messages or anything like that, but I definitely love the engagement. And if I can catch it, like I'll definitely try to show uh, that I've seen you as an individual support my movement and me as an artist. If I can catch it, I will definitely respond. Um, It's It's all about it, man. I love it, man. I love the positivity. I love the energy. I love the music. So Please check out Von T on all of his social media. Like, follow him, tell him Mars sent you. Also, check out uh, some of his music. It's going to be added to our DITD radio playlist. So we're going to run those numbers up. I want y'all to check it out. Um, We'll have that music featured there. Check it out. Leave some comments. Send me some messages. If you want me to send them something, we always will pass the message on to the artists. That's what we do here. We're trying to make this world a little bit smaller and make this village a little bit better. So as always, Vonti, thank you so much. We appreciate you. You've been watching Down in the Den. It's your boy Mars. And as we always end every episode, peace, love, deuces. All right, we're out.